Everybody knows that the days are loaded. Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. Hey guys, welcome to ISO the Buns Podcast. So first of all, I want to thank everybody for helping me through my month on buns. Kept me alive. It's finally done. But uh, I'm going to miss it kind of because I loved meeting all the new people and all the amazing faces. And uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty good adventure. You're going to hear more about it later on the podcast, so I'm not going to bore you too much. But I do want to say that uh, in an effort to give back, you know, as a thank you to everyone who helped support me, what I'd like to do is get you guys to donate food to the Parkdale Food Bank. You can drop it off at the Buns office, which is 372 Richmond Street, Suite 205, Monday to Friday, basically anytime. And yeah, this episode's gonna be a little bit different because uh, I fled the country following my month on Buns. And Callie B is taking over duties. My illustrious co-host is taking over duties for This Week in Buns. So here it is, This Week in Buns. Hi, Buns. Callie B here. Uh, welcome to the Buns cast. This week, I am all by myself. Uh, don't want to be all by myself. However, Koji and I are, I guess, taking turns taking vacations and doing the Buns cast alone. So it's my turn this week because Koji is in Budapest which is like an eight-hour time difference from L.A., and we couldn't make our schedules match. So you're stuck with just me this week. Um, but I have got a ton of posts, uh, so we're going to get straight into it. Uh, first of all, I want to do a little bit of housekeeping and update you on some posts we talked about in previous weeks. So last week, Koji had asked me whatever happened with the case of the missing Sphinx, which, yes, that was the actual hashtag for this post. Um, someone had reposted into Buns, a uh, missing Sphinx cat was, uh, well, missing in late August. And Koji had asked me whatever happened to this cat. And I was like, I have no idea. So I did a little bit of internet digging and found the lady who was the one with the missing cat originally. Turns out on the 1st of September, uh, they solved the mystery and got their cat back. Uh, it was not because of buns, but we did talk about it on buns. So I wanted to let you guys know. Um, apparently, uh, the cat was gone for 12 days and... What had happened, if you didn't hear the episode where we talked about this, is that a man had come into the SPCA asking them about like, what he would feed this hairless cat. Um, they knew that she was missing her cat, and he left his name and phone number there, and they also had him on their security cameras. So she went there and asked them and they were like, oh yeah, some guy came in saying he had your cat, but we lost his name and phone number. And so she was devastated that they lost the phone number and she couldn't get her cat. So the last time we'd checked in on this, she was still really upset that the cat was missing. But turns out it had been in Scarborough, which is a good 20 minute drive from where she was, uh, where she lives in the, in, uh, Toronto. And so here's what happened. Apparently, dude who was on the bicycle is 
uh, and who had gone into the SPCA and left his number there, is friends with the guy who actually had the cat. And he said that he saw the cat, realized that it was a weird breed and that it probably belonged to somebody and was lost. He gave it food and water and then went back to his van and the cat followed him and jumped into his van and like hid in the back seat. So he took it home. He and his mom took care of it for 12 weeks. They finally uh, figured out how to get in contact with her. I'm not really sure how because they didn't mention that. She just said that she was on her way to work uh, and answered her phone and someone was like, hey, we have your cat. And then she wrote down their address and actually on her page she posts a video of herself getting the cat from these people they were super nice. She had actually offered a reward, which they turned down and wouldn't take uh, because they were just glad that Skin had found his way home. And then at the end of the video is like a really cute, like reuniting her cat with the other cat because she has two hairless cats. One's name is Skin and the other is Bones, which is clearly the best duo cat name possibly ever for uh, hairless sphinxes because they literally are skin and bones. If you've never seen them, it's like Mr. Bigglesworth cat. Anyway, so this one had a really nice happy ending. I will post, uh, her post of this is public on her personal Facebook page. Uh, so I will post the link to that and every other post that I talk about uh, in Bun's podcast zone, uh, which if you're not in it, it's facebook.com forward slash Bun's podcast zone, and you can request to be added. It's closed like every other Facebook uh, group that is a Bun's group, but you can just request to be added. No one has to add you. So go get in there and click on these links. Watch this video. It's really heartwarming and cute because this cat finally made its way home. Uh, so, <clears throat> speaking of updates, here's another good one. Last week, uh, the day that we released the last podcast, or rather the day that we recorded the last podcast, because we always record them on Sunday at the end of the week as the roundup, and Justin had posted that he was ISO, his Levi's blue denim jacket, uh, because a girl who at around 5.30 in the morning, uh, he was walking his dog and he ran into her and asked if he could walk her home because she was drunk and lost. And she was barefoot. She didn't have a jacket or a purse or anything. She couldn't find her friends. She said she lived near Bloor and Brock. He could not remember her name or how to spell it. Uh, he gave her his jacket because he's a nice guy and he was, she was barefoot and <laughs> had no jacket. Uh, so he gave her, her his beloved Levi's jacket that had his stuff in the pockets. She was cold. They ran into her friends in front of Sex Laser at a store top house party. And then she went upstairs to get her belongings and either came out again and he missed her or she didn't come out and he had to go. They just somehow missed each other. So... He was just ISO his jacket back. Uh, everybody bumped this post. People were trying to be helpful. Eventually, what happened was uh, he updated the post with, thank you, thank you, thank you, Buns, for your positive support. After numerous attempts at spelling this girl's name and hours scrolling through search feeds to find her, he had success. Uh, he and a friend of his found the girl and his Levi jacket is still in her possession and will be safely returned to him this evening. There isn't even an update to that, that the money and the cigars that were in the jacket pockets were still in the pockets. So he was really happy about that. 
Um, moving right along to another post that we talked about last week, uh, the heartbreaking situation with the fellow whose twin brother had stolen his cat back from him. Long story, super short. Twin brothers, one of them owned the cat, gave it to his twin brother, who was the one posting. Uh, and then the one who had the cat take, took care of it for like six years, nursed it back to health when it was sick, paid for everything because the brother who the cat originally uh, belonged to, he went AWOL. Um, he struggles with mental health issues and is currently homeless. Uh, and this guy thought of the cat as his own. The cat's name is Smeagol. Um, and then his brother came back and insisted that the cat was his, even though this guy had had it for six years. He took the cat, left, and will not tell his twin brother, who's just devastated that this cat is gone, uh, won't tell him where it is. And he's not sure if the cat is okay. Eventually his brother said that he quote, gave it to someone and that it was safe at their house, but he won't tell him who. And he's still just so devastated about this cat. People have been really helpful on this post. It's in Bun's pet zone. So if you're not in pet zone, you won't be able to see it, but you can join pet zone also just by requesting an ad. Um, because we needed more eyes on the ground. So take a look at this post, please look at this adorable cat, see if you know it, see if anyone you know has it, please let him know. He just wants to know the cat is okay. He'd really like the cat back, but at the very least he wants to know that the cat didn't just run away because his brother came and took it without a cat carrier and walked out of it, just holding it, like walked out of his apartment, just holding it. So if you guys know where Smeagol is, help find Smeagol. Uh, this guy has also said that he doesn't mind if other people take the cat's picture and up, um, like send out the photo to their friends asking. So if you can repost, that would be great. Uh, maybe I'll put up a post in the main zone with it to try to get more eyes on the ground because I'd really like to help this guy find his cat and or figure out if it's okay. So moving on to posts that actually happened in the last week, probably my personal favorite, which I wanted to cover at the top of the show, is the intrepid Laura Louise, who, as you'll remember, is the uh, amazing lady who wanted to be a private eye, which we've talked about multiple times on the podcast. Uh, she has done a really lovely thing for another bun. So <clears throat> in another buns zone, uh, someone had written a really heartbreaking story about their son who is very young. He's nine years old and he likes to wear nail polish. Um, he's recently started wearing it and applying it himself and being really proud at how good he is at doing it. So uh, this other woman, who Laura reposted her post in the main zone and in helping zone and on her own Facebook page, actually, um, asking for help on behalf of this mother who wanted to remain somewhat anonymous um, outside of the Buns group she originally posted in. So what she had written was that her mother and her brother destroyed her nine-year-old's self-esteem because of the nail polish. They called him weird and abnormal said, boys don't wear nail polish, and he broke down in tears 
Uh, she was trying to console him and tell him not to listen to them, and her mother told her it was her fault for not enforcing gender roles and for letting him wear it in the first place. I saw this original post, and it was totally heartbreaking because it's just no polish. Like, who cares? Gender is a construct. It's 2016. No one needs to be enforcing the gender roles on their children anymore. If the kid wants to wear nail polish, like wear nail polish. Lots of guys do. So this post got some really nice messages of support. Laura asked them if they could, if she could collect some photos and messages from buns and other zones as support for her son. This kid's name is Marcus. So what she was saying is if you're a male identified bun who wears nail polish, can you please post a photo of yourself and your fab nails? Maybe write a nice note of support for Marcus. No kid should be made to feel bad or abnormal or alone just for being himself and expressing himself. Let's send some nail polish for Marcus pics and notes this to the sweet kid to look at in the future when he's feeling down and alone. So um, she also put a note on the end of this being like, you know what, why let the dudes have all the fun here? If any ladies uh, or non-nail polish wearing dudes or all people of all gender identities want to post even just a note of encouragement, even if you don't wear nail polish yourself, if you want to post a note of encouragement or a photo of your nails, or even just write, be yourself, Marcus, or be proud of who you are and stick up for what you believe in, please uh, leave a note here. And so um, there's a bunch of different posts. The one in the main zone has 67 comments. Uh, the update on this, which honestly, this all happened today. So the update on this is that she'd sent 25 photos and messages of love and support to Marcus and his mother. And Marcus was overjoyed and like really overwhelmed that all of these people were supporting him and he didn't feel so weird or norm like abnormal. He didn't feel ashamed anymore. So this was amazing. I think more people should do it. So if you are particularly a male identifying person or someone who other people give flack for, for wearing nail polish, please go and post a picture of yourself wearing it. Even if you're not male identified, even if you don't wear nail polish, like go flood this post with comments so that Laura can send more than 25 photos and messages to this kid. Like let's just inundate them with messages. I think this is a really good thing that the Buns community can do for a little boy who feels strange and weird and was shamed, which honestly, haven't we all at one point felt that way? So I think it's really great that people have supported this post this much already, but I think we can do better. Buns, so find the post. In Buns Trading Zone, you can either just search for Laura Louise, which has a dash in the middle, uh, and or join the Buns Podcast Zone. We will post the link to this, and you can go post your photos. So next up is a couple of quick animal posts. There are two adorable cats that need homes. So one is a tiny kitten. She's the cutest. She's 12 weeks old. She still needs all of her shots and everything because she's tiny. She's like, you can't give them all of their shots and dewormings when they're that little. So she'll need to have all of that done. Uh, but Peyton needs a little, a home. She says a home for this bean, which is the, the photo is just like heartbreakingly cute. 
Um, as far as I know, there is not an update on this. Everyone's asking if she's still available. So if you want this little kitty, she's the cutest ever. Go find Peyton's post, adopt this cat. If you are a lovely human that prefers, uh, this, that cat is like a cute gray stripey cat. If you want a fluffy seal point, which is like Siamese looking cat, um, Emily posted that this is the third time she's trying to get somebody to adopt this adorable floofy cat. Um, she belongs to her mother-in-law who's going through some major health issues and can no longer care for the cat. Um, the cat is really nervous and either needs a house that is quiet and has no other animals for now. So she can just like chill out cause she's, she has some anxiety issues. So she just needs some love and a patient person. She, this one is up to date on her shots and also comes with food, toys, litter box and litter. Uh, so she's obviously not a tiny kitten, but she's super adorable and she also needs a home. So if anyone wants some cats, hit up uh, Peyton or Emily and get on it because these cuties have a lot of comments, so I'm sure they'll be gone soon. Um, in other cat-related news, I'm sure you guys are by now probably familiar with Pete Thorne. He's done a couple of animal portraiture projects and books uh, his new one photo, like it's amazing because I'm, as far as I know, most of the cats in this photo shoot slash book are cats from buns. And it's, it was a call for fat cats. Uh, and this has now been featured on Buzzfeed. So all these buns cats are on Buzzfeed. He posted the video, um, a lot of people are like posting the pictures of their cats that were in it. It's amazing. Like this post is fantastic. If you like cats, there's just a lot of amazing cat photos on this. And the video is really cool. I think it's rad that like this guy did buns trades for, he took chubby kitty portraits and then gave people a print of the chubby kitties and now he has this amazing book that's getting a lot of press. So go take a look out at that video and the book that goes with it. Next up on the list are some fun posts. This one is amazing. This You need to go look at this post just for the photo. Um, Mecredi posted a photo of herself wearing an amazing like shiny dress in a room entirely made of marble that has balloons on the floor holding a giant drink and she has those giant gold mylar balloons behind her and they say sassy so she said she just celebrated her birthday and she just has these sassy balloons left to trade um, they don't fit well in her apartment or she would keep them forever and ever she's ISO a candle or red wine which is honestly not a lot considering how expensive these balloons usually are there's a lot of comments on this post, including other things you could make it say like ass, assy, or yes. So get on this if you want some rad balloons. You can spell whatever you want as long as it involves S, A, and Y. So next up is a go-go dancing cage, <laughs> which with no explanation, Alex posted on the trading zone with just the words Anybody want this cage? That's it. No ISO, nothing else. Just anybody want this cage. 
Um, and apparently a lot of people do because there are 106 comments on this. The best one of which, though, is a girl named Chantel tagging her friend and saying, let's get this. I'll cover myself in honey and you dump a bucket of money on me, um, which is amazing. And I kind of hope they get it just so they can actually do that. And please, if you do that, post it on Buns as an update because we all want to see it. Uh, moving right along from one sexy item to another, which it is a go-go dancing cage, but a lot of people in the comments said they wanted it for their dungeons. Uh, the next sexy item up for buns is a box from, uh, it's a, it's a cock box. Basically, um, it literally is an empty box that says the realistic cock on the side. It originally was a dildo. Um, but now it's just a box. Uh, Farid posted it with the caption, anyone want a box? Good for jokes. Does not contain cock. ISO nothing if you want this, just come and get it. Um, and actually a lot of people did want it. (laughs) I think someone else is getting it also as a, a joke box. But just in case that trade hasn't gone through, if you want a big purple box that used to have a realistic cock in it, Uh, Or if you want to know where the cock is now, there's an entire sub-thread about that. So go check out that post if you want to try to get that before somebody else does. Uh, Speaking of sexy items, the next sexy item was posted by Julia, uh, who says, Hey Buns, I went through a really weird Justin Trudeau stage and was wondering if any of the Buns out there wanted this because I actually don't wear it. And the shirt in question is a shirt which the front, the entire front of it is a print of uh, Trudeau with the words, well, with the, the letters, hashtag PMILF, which one can only assume stands for Prime Minister I'd Like to Fuck. So the comments in this were pretty funny or like half funny and half political. But if you want this shirt, guys... Uh, I think that probably it's been traded by now, but you could always get in line if you want it. It's kind of majestic. Some people were offended. Um, Moving right on to, again, something we've talked about before in the podcast, Uh, Dion is the person who keeps posting these amazing mystery box scavenger hunts. There have been two this week. I'm devastated that I'm not in Toronto to get one of these uh, because there's been so many and they seem like super fun. So I've actually have two different posts, Scavenger Hunt 25 and 26. One was an entire box of Fago, which is like a ridiculous soda. Yeah. Anyway, it wasn't the soda in the box. We'll never know what's in the box because I think that's like, part of it is you're not allowed to tell anyone. However, so he's like, there's no Fago cream soda in this box, only treasures. Be sure to bump to get the first clues of where I've hid the box. So basically you see this post, you bump it, a bunch of people comment to bump it up. Then, uh, he places it and takes pictures and then sends out clues, photos of the surrounding area of the hidden thing and some like vocal and some sort of vague clues as to where they are so 
eventually someone finds it. They always post a photo of themselves with the box and then they never say what's in the box. It drives me crazy. Um, pretty sure he leaves an, I think he leaves a note with it saying that one of the conditions under which they get to keep the box is that they don't tell anyone else what's in the box because none of these posts ever say what's in the box and it makes me crazy and I'm never going to know because I'm not in Toronto and I can't get one. So guys, if you are one of the people that finds these boxes, please, can you just PM me? It's Callie B. Just send me a private message and tell me what's in one of these boxes. I'm dying. Or email Koji. Uh, it's K-O-H-J-I at buns.com. Please, for the love of God, tell us what's in these boxes. I really need to know what's in at least one. I'm sure that I know that's different in every box. I just need to know. It's, uh, it, it drives me crazy that no one will ever tell at the end of the post what was in the box. But I suppose that's the charm of it. Uh, moving right along with the fun posts, uh, Sarah posted buns. Last year, I swore off fuckboys for a bit, and my friends all suggested I acquire a cat since they're more reliable company slash honest about being total assholes. Anyway, cat remains, fuckboys sometimes creep back in, but what I'm trying to say here is I need a goddamn vacuum cleaner, please God. Lint rollers and brooms just are not cutting it. Does anyone have one of those small handheld dustbusters for trade? I have so many things. Just let me know what your ISO just saved me. <laughs> And I found this post hilarious. So did everybody else. A bunch of people suggested vacuums. One person posted, I think, a vacuum that maybe they were going to trade her for whatever it is she has that they want. But I'm not sure if she's actually gotten one yet. So if you have a dustbuster or actual vacuum laying around, save Sarah. Save Sarah from all the cat hair. Uh, so this week on Buns, there were not one, not two, but three different totally far-fetched ISOs that literally no one in the many comments thought the person would actually get, but that they end up getting. Spoiler alert, they all end up getting them. So the most unbelievable of which, I'm sure if any of you were paying attention, you will remember Fox posted mint iPhone six, 16 gigabytes, space gray Rogers, three months new, barely used, which in the comments was clarified that he bought it three months ago, lost it for three months and just found it. So it's hasn't been used at all. Cause it was literally lost in his house for three months. ISO any certified vehicle, car, truck, or van with a photo of the phone and then ISO car emoji. Um, everyone in the comments was like, hmm, like use of a vehicle or one to keep? And he was like, depends on if you want to just use the phone or keep it. <laughs> and the other guy was like, all right, I fold. And honestly, everyone was posting like really crappy, falling apart cars, uh, tiny Batmobile toys, those like tiny like play cars for children, making fun of him for asking for this. And honestly, this guy got a goddamn car for his phone. It literally at the top of his post says trade pending. 
Not sure if he's actually gotten it yet, but after everybody making fun of him for trying to trade an iPhone for a car, he actually apparently is trade pending on it. So I want to know if this actually goes through. (laughs) I really hope he updates this post. Fox, if you're listening, if you actually get a car for your iPhone, I feel like Koji might actually want to interview you for the podcast. So hit him up at kojiapuns.com because this is like mind boggling to pretty much everybody, I think. Uh, The second one that was a totally far-fetched ISO, Dan posted a pack of Belmont cigarettes. Uh, It's open. You can see that there's two missing. Uh, And he says, most of a pack of cigarettes someone left at my place. ISO acoustic guitar. Uh, which, not unlike phone and car, I'm sure you guys know that acoustic guitars are worth much more than Belmont's, not just in monetary value, but probably also in like usage value for whoever owns it. <clears throat> Again, everyone made fun of it. Literally the first, <laughs> the first comment is, I'll trade you a single plum floating in perfume served in a man's hat. Uh, which has 14 replies as a really good... There are a lot of really good sub-threads in this if you guys want to read them. However, uh, about halfway into the comments, Laura Lynn posts a picture of a guitar with just the words strings need a change in. And he's like, is this a real offer? And she's like, yes, smiley face. And he says, deal. I'll PM you this weekend if that works. And she's like, sweet, no problem. It's not going anywhere. And he says, same with these smokes and gift card. Now, I don't know where the gift card came from because I didn't see that in the original post. I don't know where the gift card came from. But if you scroll even further down the page, they posted photos of themselves doing the trade. And it's like this dude holding the guitar and this girl taking a gift card for, I don't even know what it's a gift card for, but she takes the gift card and the cigarettes and this guy literally got an acoustic guitar for a not even full canister of cigarettes that guess what she didn't even want like it came out in her comment thread that she doesn't smoke anymore and she even said someone want a pack of smokes for a couple of Muskoka IPA tall cans (laughs) so she was already trying to trade within her trade um, I hope she gets something else for the cigarettes I guess because she traded them for a guitar (laughs) Um, next up is, uh, Talia, who is in search of a graffiti artist to do an eight by 15 wall in her teenage son's room. We'll provide paint, trade for a delicious home cooked meal, bottle of wine or transportation. Please share photos of your art. And she says the area that they're in. So she wants a graffiti artist to come do some cool graffiti on her teenage son's room wall. Again, this trade seemed pretty far-fetched. A lot of people were actually offended that she was asking an artist who spends years and a lot of time and a lot of talent developing a craft and that she was only offering a home-cooked meal or a bottle of wine. So like there are 61 comments in which uh, various debates rage. However, The way this fits into the last two is that, guess what? There were actually a couple of people who offered to do it for her offered things. So there were a lot of people that were offended, a lot of people that 
defended artists trading things for free or whatever. There were like at the end of this post, there's like three different people. One person says, I can help you out. Let's talk more. He posted a picture of some other work of his. Um, another girl posted a food truck that she painted for free. Um, someone else was like, I would be happy to take you up on your wine and a home cooked meal. If I could fit it into my schedule, this is a garage door I painted for free. And honestly, like I think most of the people on this thought she would never get it, but it looks like she's going to get the wall that she wants for her teenage son, which honestly, I, I do understand, I totally support artists getting paid what their time and effort and talent is worth. But on Buns, there's always an element of people going out of their way to help each other and donate their time and effort to other people just in the spirit of Buns helping Buns. Um, and we talk about this literally every week. It's There's always people donating food to each other. There's people like helping each other when they like can't afford something but they need it and sort of coming together as a community. So even though I do believe that artists should be fairly compensated for their work, uh, if the artist so chooses to help someone out and do something nice because they want a wall to paint, it's like kind of like some of these people like just want places to practice. Um, and I feel like it might actually work out for her. So hopefully she posts an update with the finished product. So I only have a few more posts for you guys and they are all topical. It is the 2nd of October and you know what that means. It means the Halloween posts have started. Actually, they honestly started a couple of weeks ago. However, the three this week for you, uh, Rose Hannah is trading her adult-sized T-Rex costume, which I want so badly, and I'm really upset that I'm in L.A. and I can't have this, so somebody please get this. It's like one of those giant, like, floofy T-Rex costumes that you always see the hilarious YouTube videos of them doing stupid things. If you haven't seen the YouTube videos of people in T-Rex costumes doing stupid things, do yourself a favor and Google it immediately because they're hilarious. So she's only ISO, camping stove, women's ankle boots, size 10, Loblaws gift card, make her an offer. She's located in Parkdale. There's already a lot of interest on this post. So if y'all want a adult-sized T-Rex costume, get on this. It was only posted 12 hours ago, so you might actually have a chance of still getting it. Uh, moving on to another amazing costume, Jocelyn Audrey posted her fantastic handmade pizza costume. Uh, she says uh, her trade is pending. <clears throat> Perhaps it won't go through and you'll get this pizza. She says, Buns, I have the costume of your drunk food dreams. Homemade, gently loved pepperoni and jalapeno pizza slice. Optional lessons of how to maximize the hilariousness of the costume with sweet pizza dance moves will cost you one beer or a sweet Halloween house party invite. What was she ISO for the actual costume? She was also ISO the costume of her dreams. Proverbly handcrafted, but not a must. Can be used, but not dirty or stinky. She likes funny things. Past highlights of Halloween include pizza slice, obviously, Smurf, Jack and Coke, 
Wario in a Mario Kart, and a vector from Despicable Me. Creamy garlic accessory costume could be negotiated to be included if needed. There were a bunch of comments on this that were amazing, uh, including someone else posting their own pizza costume that their mother made them in kindergarten that he wore for Halloween last year, which is hilarious because it's like a tiny slice of pizza on a giant man with a beard. However, the person who's getting this is Lewis, and he posted that he had a soft serve ice cream he wants to keep, but maybe they could trade temporarily. And she was over the moon about this idea. She loves the idea of keeping her pizza. She just doesn't have space for an awesome new costume for this year. So there's a picture of this guy wearing this amazing soft serve ice cream costume with someone next to him dressed as like an ice cream scooper with like that little white paper hat. And she thinks it's amazing. So I think they're going to just like trade costumes for this Halloween and then trade back so they both get to keep their original costumes, which is kind of amazing. Um, It's like everybody wins. Uh, There's one more set of costumes happening Um, which is especially perfect because next, or rather later this week on Friday on the 7th, there's a 90s uh, fake prom big shiny tunes edition, like 90s edition. Um, Get on that. Kind of wish I was in Toronto to go to that too. Uh, Erica posted a Britney and Justin all denim Halloween costume, uh, men's medium large, women's small, full costume. So it's like their ridic denim outfits. Like the Justin is wearing a denim hat. This comes with wigs, guys. It's like a full, you get everything. They want wine, gin, gift cards, etc. Uh, so get on this, grab these costumes, get the to the big shiny tunes, 90s, fake prom, and then also wear them for Halloween. It's perfect. And then the final post that I'm going to close this week with, because I thought you would actually probably all be interested in looking at this post and taking its advice. Melly was, ISO your most bone chilling horror movies. She says, now listen, I hate those paranormal activity ones or just super lame campy things like The Grudge. That stuff makes me die of laughter. I watch a lot of hardcore murder documentaries before bed without any problems, and I need something to scare me shitless this October. There are 101 comments of amazing suggestions for horror movies here, so I thought I would link you guys to this. Again, go visit the Buns Podcast Zone, become a member. I will post all of the links to these, and I promise I actually will this week. (laughs) Um because I don't think I ever did last week. But anyway, I will actually post these so you guys can get your bone-chilling horror movie recommendations. There are literally hundreds of movies recommended here. So get in there and get ready for Halloween or Bunzoween, I guess, if you're getting your costume from Buns, which I think a lot of people are this year. Uh, So that wraps it up. I hope we had fun this week. I kind of look forward for Koji coming back. This was great, (laughs) but not as fun. Come back, Koji. We miss you. Bye, Bonds. Keep on Bonsin. Too much shit in your apartment? Get rid of it today on the Buns app. 
Available in the App Store, Google Play Store, or online at buns.com. So the interview this week is actually me. I sat down with Dave, Uncle Mort, and uh, he had some questions for me about myself and my month on buns and just some other little personal stuff. So if you guys ever wanted to know more about me or what it's like to live a month solely on barter, have a listen. All right there, Buns Podcast listeners. This is something a bit different. This is sorry. Try that again. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't know what he's doing. Okay. Well, hello there, Buns Podcast listeners. This is your boy Uncle Mort here, uh, and today we're doing something a little bit different on the Buns Podcast. I'm here interviewing uh, Buns Podcast creator Koji Nagata. Hey guys. And as some of you may know, uh, Koji started this podcast uh, a couple months ago. On top of that, he's also been doing something for the last few weeks, which is quite remarkable, actually. We all talked about it. We didn't think it could be done, but uh, Koji, tell him what you're doing. Yeah, so for the month of September, I've been living completely on buns. And by that, I mean I haven't spent any money on anything, including food, it's all, you know, it's essentially just being me supported by buns. Okay, so break it down for me. You're talking, you can't buy anything. You can't purchase anything. No, I haven't had um, a, a single beer. I haven't driven my car because uh, no gas. Uh, all my food has come from buns. The... Yeah, it's been uh, it's been interesting, and a lot of people are like, "Well, you know, you could drive your car, you could trade for gas cards or whatever," but really, you got to prioritize. You know, I'd rather have that bowl of pasta than be able to drive my car a couple blocks. Yeah, know? no, I totally get it. I totally get it. So, you, how much money did you save? First off, oh, a t- you know, surprisingly, a ton. There's been a, a lot of uh, great unintended side effects. I've saved a lot of money because uh, my only real expenses, the only thing I couldn't really uh, hold off was my mortgage. And uh, I've decluttered my house because eventually you just got to trade whatever you got to get some food. (laughs) Wicked. All right. Well, okay. So you're in week three. You're coming up or this is the, you're in week four rather, and you're coming up to the end of it. Uh, My understanding is because I've worked on this with you is that You are so excited about what happened. You've had such a positive experience, and we're going to get into that in a minute, but uh, that you are, in fact, trying to do something to give back to the community. So tell me me what that is. Okay, well, about halfway through this whole whole experience, um, I realized how eager people were to help me out, and there was a lot of people who provided me food or other things, and they didn't really want anything in return. I mean, they might trade with me because they're like, oh, you know, I really want to be a part of this, but there was nothing else to it. And it got me thinking, well, you know, if there's so many people willing to trade with me, and I'm just doing this as a challenge, there's, you know, as buns, we could probably help a lot of people who actually need it. Yes. So rather than raise food for myself for the last week, I've been trying to raise non-perishable food that at the end of the week I will donate to 
a food bank. Mm. And I'm hoping that the donations will continue past the month, to be honest. Yeah, and that's right. So everybody who's listening, if you want to donate, you can come by at 372 Richmond Street West between 10 and 7 p.m. to drop off a donation. Text 647 936-8765 before you come to set up a time and we will be donating all the proceeds to the Parkdale Community Food Bank. So, all right, well let's get into this. Let's get let me let me get a couple of the nitty-gritties about the the month on buns and then let's uh let's talk about some other things because I really want you know, I think your listeners want to know more about you. You're usually on this side of the mic. Okay, okay, so first off, how do you feel? I uh currently hungry. Currently. But I I feel pretty good to be honest with you. Uh, although there's been a lot of challenges, unforeseen challenges, it's been all altogether easier than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, actually, we we were because we were really we were really up in the air about whether this was going to be a train wreck or or you know we'd be like you know like sneaking your food. I remember <laughs> when when we first started, uh, there was a lot of a lot of questions as to whether or not I would survive. There's yeah. a lot of worries like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Like you're going to, you're going to become so skinny. Yeah. You're not going to get the nutrients you need. Yeah. And I, I got to give a huge shout out to, uh, Callie B who co-hosts the This Week in Bun section because mm-hmm. she skipped town to live in LA. And when she left, I traded her, traded her a suitcase for what was left in her pantry. And aside from some of the food stuffs that she left me she also left me some multivitamins oh yeah so that was huge right because uh i'm sh- i'm surely lacking in a lot of things um uh vegetable and fruit wise so those multivitamins have come in handy sweet Callie b you are a gem okay so who was the nicest bun? I know you met a lot of nice people but who was the one that was the, like what was the biggest nicest tell me okay well there's there's definitely been a few. It's hard to pick out one. But I guess I have to go with my gut. When you first asked me that question, uh, user at Annie Banani on the app. Yes. Has been by far like the, the craziest of all buns. Because she within the first week before, you know, I put up any videos, this was like publicized at all. She messaged me and said, you know, I have this crock pot and I routinely make too much food. If you ever want any, just let me know. And I said, okay, you know, maybe. And out of the blue, she messaged me and said, hey, I made food. Uh, I'll, you know, come get it. And I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to Fan Expo. I don't know if I'm going to have time to pick it up. She's like, no problem. I'll bring it to you. Yeah. And she's, oh my God. she's a Uber Eats courier. So she has like a <laughs> thermal bag. So oh she heated it up brought it to me and I ate it and it was first of all it was delicious homemade Moroccan stew yeah but she delivered it to me and then I was like okay well you know we'll be in contact I'll trade you something of mine she's like no no it's fine yeah and uh she's provided me with food a couple more times through the whole process so it's been pretty what a gem yeah unreal Unbelievable. just unreal I love those stories um Annie Banani nice one yeah um, okay, so my guess is that you always didn't get the pick of what you wanted. You kind of had to do with what you got. Yeah. And so tell me about your weirdest meal or worst. <laughs> okay. Well, um, you really just have to eat what's on hand. So the first day I had 
pasta and straight up tomato sauce with with no vegetables, no meat, no nothing for breakfast. <laughs> uh, that wasn't fun because mm. I didn't plan accordingly. Uh, there was a few days where I got steaks, which was sounds great, which is great, but. I had to ration them because I didn't know when I was going to get protein again. Right. So there was a day where I had steak for dinner, steak for breakfast the next day, and yes. steak for lunch that same day. Um, and it was old freezer burnt steak. Oh, yeah. Classic. So also traded for a bunch of expired craft dinner, which I ate. Yeah, I think, you know what? That's I'm tough. not so worried about Yeah, it doesn't go bad. It doesn't go bad. Uh, the, the noodles no, no, no. It's always a little bad. stale. Yeah. Uh, you know, but. Whatever. It was cool. It's fine. I'm not complaining. Any port in a storm, you heard it first here. You can eat craft dinner of any age. Well, so I will say this. I have no uh, food allergies or food. There's nothing I don't like. Yeah, right. Nothing so I that made it eat. easier. So, but if you are picky about what you eat at all, this challenge is probably not Wouldn't for you. Wouldn't work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, okay. Could you have gone longer? Yeah. Yeah, if I had to. I mean... Right now, I have uh, a dining table yes. literally full of food. Okay. Full of food. And, and I'm going to donate that at the end yeah, of the Yeah, that's all part of the... Yeah. But I could potentially survive longer if I needed to. Might make a little uh, good apocalypse store uh, storage piece down in the basement for you there. Oh, honestly. I, uh. I could have... Uh, there's people wanting to trade me Soylent and all this stuff. Oh, so yeah. I probably could have gone on for a while. Sock that stuff away. Just wait for the, you know. Yeah. Wait, wait Trump, for the zombies. Trump 2017. <laughs> there you we, go. We won't get into it. Um, okay. So, any, so realistically, level with me here. Off, off the record, even though this is fully on the record. Was this a pain in the ass to do? Oh, yeah. Like, it took up time. Trades take time when you're trying to feed yourself three times a day, plus get any transport you need, plus get all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, one to ten, how much harder was this than spending money? Well, than spending money? I mean, it was ten times harder than spending. I'll say ten then because spending money is easy if you've got it. Not that I have a lot of it, but spending money is, is fairly simple. The thing is, you don't realize what a convenience, even just a little bit of money can be mm -hmm. until you can't use it at all. Yeah, I can't imagine. I'd feel naked walking around without money on me. Well, you know? the, the thing, yeah, totally. Uh, the hardest parts for me, and, and like this is kind of some first world problem type shit, so like, oh, yeah. don't judge me here, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I was able to trade for tickets for things like um, uh, turf. Yeah. And... But anyone who knows Turf, it's an all-day music festival. Starts at like 1, goes to like 11. Yeah. So I had those tickets and I went. But then I realized like, oh shit. You can't take in any food. Yeah, there's only food vendors inside. You can't bring any with you. What am I going to do? I just didn't eat. Yeah. You know, so there's yeah. there's a lot of situations. Even when you're out doing buns trades. So let's just say that I schedule a bunch of trades for after work from sure. 5 to like 9. I'm running yeah. around the city. Because I oh, live God. In, in, the, in the East End, right? Yeah. Like I live at Woodbine and Danforth. So travel to the west end then maybe midtown somewhere and then home it like takes a long time yeah for and sure. when you're out in the city like that you, and you're hungry you're like okay well i'll grab a banana i'll grab a glass of water, a bottle of water something like this yeah yeah but you you, you just can't oh god <laughs> it made my life a lot easier when i started trading people for things like tim horton's gift cards and starbucks gift cards and both those things I didn't necessarily ask for. I mean, I did ask for coffee, but I, 
as soon as I got my hands on those gift cards, I realized how much more versatile they are than the actual dry goods. Yep. Uh, that was a game changer. Okay, well, this is amazing. Uh, I was on the side of the fence that you were either going to get really skinny or we'd catch you cheating. And neither of those things happened. Just because, not because I think that, you know, you're a cheater or something, but just because I thought that it would be really hard to get what you need. You know what I mean? Like, I know you went through a thing there where you had coffee, there was a coffee issue, you couldn't get coffee, you're dying for coffee. And like, coffee's a drug. Like, you know, you go through withdrawal when you don't get it. Well, so that's kind of the problem. Things like coffee and cigarettes and candy bars even, let's yeah, just say, yeah. are, you know, when you start doing a challenge like this, they're luxury items. It's, oh, it's, yeah. It's not because you don't need them to no. survive. I, I mean, sometimes it feels that way, but you don't need them to survive. Right. And so you, you kind of prioritize your trades like, okay, maybe there's a guy willing to trade me a pack yeah. of cigarettes, but the item that I'm going to trade away, maybe I can get four boxes of craft Dinner and that's, yeah. you know, that's like... I could even stretch those boxes out to two yeah. meals each. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you could really... Jeepers. So there's been a lot of conversation recently about love on buns, right? And <laughs> I mean, Code, you got great long hair. You're a great looking guy. Um, you know, great personality. People hear you on the podcast. I think you're cool, obviously. Um, were there any trades that when you showed up uh, at the door... And I know you're married. Yeah. Um, so, but... Any any trades when you showed up at the door and you and you you know I know that you hung out with some of these people and, and met up with them, where there might have been some love on the brain. Well, let me just first of all let me say this: I'm not married. You're not married. I thought but, you were married. But I'm in a committed relationship. Yeah, deep, so, deeply committed. So it's long term. It, it's basically the same thing. Uh, I will also say that the majority of people that traded with me throughout this challenge were actually women. Yes. And they were all very good-looking women. Yes. Uh, so was love on the brain? Not for you. I'm saying for the people who are inviting you oh. to trade. Uh, it's hard to yeah. say. I mean, I was just so thankful that they were willing to help me out. I, I don't know what their reasons were. I think most of them would just wanted to be nice. So I, I don't... And also, I'm oblivious to that sort of thing. Right. Okay. You know, like, the only way that I know a girl's interested is if she you know, grabs me by, by the collar and says, Hey, let's go out. Yeah. Gotcha. I, I, gotcha. I'm just, you know, there you have it folks. Koji Nagata, not, uh, no Casanova when it comes to, uh, picking up on the, uh, on the love vibes. But, uh, I'm sure that, uh, some of those lovely girls were, I'll tell you, just I, delighted to meet you. I loved most of them. Yeah. I was, I was They're, so thankful for them helping me out. I mean, so there's some compounding feelings there. They're yeah. keeping me alive. Yeah. You know, beautiful women keeping me alive, willing to yeah. trade me things. You know, it was great. Well, yeah, I'm just referencing it because of the con- that conversation, uh, that conversation on online uh, the other day about uh, if you like somebody, uh, trade with them. You know, so that you can meet them. So yeah, this I, kind of thing. And so you know, I, I was totally just curious agree. if that actually is actually happening. If that is a practice that you saw. So well, there was a lot of hanging out and and, and just kind of talking. You know, and a lot of the times also I was I had set up multiple trades. So yes. I would sit and talk with one person waiting for the next person. Right. And so y- you you definitely can get to talking with somebody. Right. Trading with them. So, Ooh. You know. Latest dating app. Could be a time. Um, okay. So 
That's great. Koji, like I said, guys, um, we've got, uh, we will be collecting for the next two weeks, we'll be collecting uh, food items, non-perishable food items for the Parkdale Community Food Bank. You can drop them off here at 372 Richmond Street West. Give us a text uh, when you're on your way to set up a time at 647-936-8765. That's 647-ZEN-TROLL. Let me uh, just put this out there. If if any of you guys come with a lot of stuff to donate, I'm sure we could work out some sort of trade for bun swag. Oh, absolutely. We will get uh, some shirts going, some beer beer cozies. We've also got some pins and some stickers. So definitely get that going. Oh, one more thing that I forgot to, to mention. Uh, part of the challenge here and the giving back is you'll be cutting your hair, Koji. Now, you can't see Koji, but he has... <laughs> I would say hair down to the middle of his back, beautiful black thick hair that he will be cutting off this Thursday at a party at his house and donating to, uh, it's the Canadian Cancer Society, is it not? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, for wigs, for, for people who need them. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. I've been growing this hair a long time, but I, f- I figured it's a perfect way to kind of cap off this whole event is me giving back any way I can. And at this point, most of my possessions have been traded away. However, I have a lot of canned food that I can give and my hair. So I'm going to do that. <laughs> Just trying to keep it uh, live and interesting here with the uh, soundboards on the internet. An Arnold Schwarzenegger um, soundboard. Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboard. Sorry, man. Um, okay, so this is great. Buns helps. Koji Nagata, uh, Live On Buns, um, teaming up here to do some good. This is great. Uh, congratulations. I wanted to say thank you for finishing the month. And I know it was not necessarily the easiest, but I'm re- we really appreciate it. The whole community, I'm sure. Yeah. Let me float an idea by you. Let's hit it. That I've been, uh, I've been toying with. Okay. What if, you know, at the end of the, at the end of the month, I challenge another bun Ooh. to live off buns for a week, not a month. Okay. A week. Yeah. Live on buns. Excuse me. Live on buns. Yeah. For a week. And any excess food they have at the end of that week then gets donated. And then that's, they challenge somebody else. That's not bad, actually. A rolling challenge in support of the Parkdale Community Food Bank. That'd yeah. be great. Um, that'd be great. I mean, okay, so if anyone wants to check that out, you can reach out to uh, podcast at buns.com. That's directly to Koji. Uh, similarly, you can check out the hashtags on Instagram and Facebook, Live on Buns and Buns Feed Koji. So check those out. You can see pics and vids from the uh, from the challenge as well. Out check out check us out on YouTube, Buns Trading Zone, and you can see the Koji's weekly updates. Uh, there'll be another one posted here for the wrap up. And yeah, again, congratulations, Koji. Thanks, man. Now we're gonna pivot into uh, into a, a, some different topics here because. Like I said, you're usually on this side of the mic, and you're the one asking the questions. Yeah. So um, we're going to do a little get to know you here so uh, everyone can get to know uh, Koji, Koji Nagata. So first off, uh, how old are you, Koji? How old am I? I am 32 years old. Is that and true? Is I, was, I was born in 83. My look, birthday is in November. You look good so for 32. I was going to say. You do the math. Um, which, what year? 83. But my birthday is in November. You are coming up on 33, my friend. Yeah. So um, besides the Buns, Buns podcast, what is your, you don't have to say the company if you don't want to, but what is your line of work? Okay. Uh, besides the Buns podcast, I work at a company that makes software for lawyers. Okay. 
uh, practice management software so they can keep track of their time and their communications and whatnot. And I also do another podcast. Amazing. That's actually a great one as well. Um, cool. Okay. And when you're not doing a podcast, you're not uh, digitizing lawyers' time. Yeah. What are some of the things that you like to do? I know that uh, I know the answers to these questions, but you know, just for the users, what are some of the things that really turn Koji Nagata's crank? Um, when I'm not doing those things, who knows what I'm doing? Uh, I okay. Well, when I'm not doing those things, I play in a band uh, called The Maladies of Adam Stokes. And, uh, so I'm, I'm writing music from time to time. Mm. I'm also watching a lot of movies and playing a lot of video games for the other podcast. Okay. Which takes up, uh, doesn't take up as much time as I want it to. Right. But still <laughs> takes up a lot of time. Yeah. And that's about it. To cool. be honest with you, I, uh, work probably more than I should, but, uh, still mm-hmm. not enough. Yeah. I know. I, I know the feeling. Actually, I don't cause I'm here all the time, but, uh, Okay, that's great. Now, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Ooh. If I could have one superpower, what would it be? I think, like, something useful in day-to-day life. You know, super strength probably isn't that useful in today's society. So I would say Mm. something along the lines of flight or invisibility or the just the ability to transport maybe see teleport. i would go i would go with teleport all the way teleport. because all the other ones have dark side effects like invisibility that's only used for spying yeah like what are you gonna get on the ttc for free no who gives a shit you know yeah like okay i mean you can already do that realistically yeah <laughs> I, I i agree teleportation like you teleportation know, mind reading styles. my reading's also dark no you know see, what I mean? yeah Mind reading is just bad because sometimes people think things like they just have a one-off thought like, oh, fuck that guy. And then they're like, ah, oh, you know what? I changed my mind. You read my mind. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes it just, I don't know. <laughs> it just pops out there. Well, okay. So you uh, you and I met about, about what was it? Four months ago or so, correct? Yeah. Maybe prob- five months, six months ago. I maybe? mean, we're, we're on episode 18 or 19 of the podcast. So I would say somewhere in the neighborhood of, 25 weeks, six months ago. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So, and you and I have talked about content stuff for the podcast, who to interview, you know, this kind of stuff. You've interviewed me, Yeah. you know, we, you know, had a few and then jumped on the mic. It was great. That was one of the best ones. man. Yeah. It was probably a good one. I mean, I think he says that to everybody, but, um, so what do you think about, uh, about getting really extreme with the podcast? Like, interviewing like uh garbage truck drivers about like waste or like um interviewing uh that guy from high times and like hitting bongs for an hour and like seeing if you can get through it or like some kind of crazy challenge like i feel like you've done the month on buns challenge yeah and so now like what's the next crazy challenge for thrill seeker koji nagata next okay well so there's two things i think that the podcast definitely needs to uh or should take a step up and you know, we'll still focus on the Buns community, but I think we should also focus on the things around the Muds community, things that people Buns users or just Buns are interested in. So whether it be somebody from High Times or Toronto based business owners or any city, sure. because Buns is in a bunch of cities now. Uh, now that that it's evolving uh, into a city network, we need to focus on things that aren't just trade related. So that's what I see next for the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd, I'd love to 
if if uh, if Honest Ed was still alive, like I oh yeah, I fucking love to get that guy on the podcast. Yeah, like get, like, some, like get some get some get some get some crazy local. You right, know, yeah, weirdos, city, yeah. City icons like, and, and Toneta as, or something. As far as my next big challenge, yeah. someone kind of put the bug in my ear, and now I'm I'm getting kind of obsessed with it. Yes. Is uh, as soon as uh, the next big Bun City really activates, yes, I want to go there knowing nobody, having no place to stay, yes, and see if I can live for like two weeks. <laughs> uh, you know, find a place. See if you can do two weeks like everything. Yeah, yeah. Whew. Totally. Like just. Absolutely. See, that scratch. would work for you because you're such a lovable guy. Like, <laughs> you know, like I, I got I, when I was in Montreal the first time for for buns, yeah. the buns activation stuff. I put it out on the app and I got put up like three nights in a row. There you um, go by local buns, which is great. Yeah. You know, it was totally great. But I feel like you'd have such an easier time. I don't. I mean, like, this was so easy for you. We thought this was going to be impossible for you. I thought it was going to be impossible for me too. But it's interesting that. Um, the buns users, the people that are attracted to buns, I think have an innate want to help. So uh, it's probably not as difficult as you as you'd think. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I have some ideas of the people that I'd love to see you interview. Okay. So there's a guy named Fred Eisenberger who is the mayor of uh, of Hamilton. And as you know, we have our Hamilton group there. It's about 7,000 people strong. Yeah. Lots going on. I was out there setting up some trade zones uh, a couple weeks ago. Lots of great bun support there. So I would love to see you interview Fred because I know he has no idea what buns is. And because I was talking to his office and I'd love to see you interview him and explain it to him, uh, you know, just as kind of a promo slash, you know, Hamilton engagement piece, because we really do want to bring our new cities. Uh, they're not even new, but our cities into uh, into the fold, you know, a little bit more. Oh, absolutely. I would love I would love any sort of well, political figures for sure. I took actually took political science in school. So I would definitely talk to the mayor of Hamilton. And I also went to school in Hamilton yeah. at, at McMaster's. So. And Hamilton rules. Like it's, you know, it's, it's burgeoning like even more than ever now. And, it, you know, people. Absolutely. I, I just want as many off the wall guests as possible. You know, I, I envision I would in, in like my wildest dreams, I'd love to like interview um, Darren Jones and Mr. Mo. Oh my God! From the buzz, or if we could get so we need to make a list of these guys, yeah. and I'll start going after them. Like there's a guy named Tonetta, who uh, he's not Mister Mo or Darren Jones, but he's a local Toronto guy. Vice interviewed him a while back. He's like a musician who does all his writes and records all his own stuff, and it's you know it's a little off the wall and it's super awesome and right. you know culty kind of stuff. Um, I've been looking for him in Toronto for almost a decade and so uh you know that would be a guy as well so we got fred eisner eisenberger hamilton we got tonetta local uh musician uh is there anybody else we'd love to get in there darren sorry darren jones and mr mo if you guys are listening which is a real possibility <laughs> get in here we will you know we'll slap you full of whatever and you can get up in here and we'll have some fun or any former ytv vjs like Ooh. vj phil i think yes. the guy's name was yeah oh, oh man or, or like, I mean, if if we want to take it to a, another level, any actual Toronto-based celebrities would be interesting because I would love to pick somebody's brain uh, who's from Toronto, what it's like to actually be a part of the American entertainment industry. I feel ah. like it's uh, a different world being Canadian, yes. you know? Now, what do we do? Do we... 
do we straight up interview them or do we try and troll them somehow? Do we like, do we like try and set it up? Like, cause I'm thinking it's like Mr. Mo and, uh, so like, do we, do we straight up interview them or do we try and troll them somehow? Cause I'm thinking like in the, in the vein of, of the buzz with Mr. Mo and, and, and Darren, yeah. they were, you know, they were out there offering people money for their clothes on the street and making fun of politicians and chasing Rick the temp around and all that kind of stuff. So would you make it legit? Or would we find a way to... It, it depends on the person, I think. I, I would definitely, especially, you know, like the uh, the mayor of Hamilton. Yeah, we'd I, have to be... <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like, be too trolling, but I might offer him trades in the interview. Yes. Him not knowing what's going on. Just being like, hey, I like your, I like your glasses. I'll trade, trade you. I'll trade you. you start this, trying this, to keep trading them for stuff. <laughs> I'll trade you this coke yeah, can for yeah. those glasses. You'd be like, uh, 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 no, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, that something like that. We could work out some subtle trolls because, you know, uh, trolling is is you know it's one of the old school features of buns, and uh, it'd be interesting to you know, you know maybe build it in. But that's maybe for another conversation. L- let me put this out there: mm-hmm. if there is anyone that you guys would like to. S- yeah. to hear on the podcast, interview us, uh, interview us, email us, podcast at buns.com, and I'll get Mort on the case to see if he can... Yeah. I will track him down. There is one former YTV uh, personality that is in the community who I've spoken to, Scott Yaffe from Uh-Oh. He was oh, the host for Uh-Oh, man. the hair combed up, anyway, that whole, that show. Um, so... Scott, if you're listening to this and you want to get in here, we won't troll you. We're yeah. kidding about that part. I won't slime you. I, I well, just, yeah, exactly. No slime. It'll just be straight up chat. Um, uh, also, the cast of Are You Afraid of the Dark? If, if you're listening, I'd love to. <laughs> I'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> also, any background extras who were probably children at the time and now have grown up, if you want to come in. We will totally talk to you as well. Yeah, if you're on the show, The Odyssey on YTV, basically <laughs> any YTV shows. Yeah, any crew or cast members from Road to Avonlea, we'll also, we'd love to have you on. <laughs> any, anybody really. Um, yeah, just anybody. Yeah, so, so Koji, you look great. You saved, I'm guessing, probably in the neighborhood of five to $700 this month from spending absolutely no money. Um, your wife, girlfriend was happy with everything. You, you know, you were probably out of the house more. Oh, she, she took pleasure in, in what? terrorizing me. <laughs> she would just eat food in front of me and be like, it's so good. Just have some. Well, you like had like some like uh beef jerky and like a cold, uh, you know, cold coffee or something. Yeah. yeah. She'd be like, oh, just have some. I won't tell anybody. It's so delicious. And I was like, fuck, fuck you. Yeah. So, okay. Level with me. It's the only time I'm going to ask you this. Yeah. Be honest. Yeah. Did you cheat at all? Did you take a bite of that thing you bought? Did you buckle and buy like, you know, a bowl of ramen one day? Did you like, come on, level with me. All right. I won't tell the other guys. This is, this is the honest truth. Okay. I haven't been driving because I haven't been paying for gas. Yeah. But my girlfriend did drive herself and I to a party. Okay. Uh, one of her friends' parties, and she had a little bit too much to drink. Yes. So I had to drive the car home. But the way I look at it is if it was one of my friends and not my girlfriend, so let's just assume that it wasn't my car. Yeah. I would still drive them home and not have to pay for that gas. 
Yeah, so that's I, yeah, that's so on I, there. I feel like it's it's okay, you know. Yeah, that's safety I first. Did, a. I did say no driving. Well, yes, of course, safety yeah. first. I did say no driving, but that's the one time that I did get in the car. So, drive. Um, no, that's yeah. you know what? That's fair because um, it wasn't with the intention of it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, other than that, no, I've just struggled. Oh, you have no idea. When I said I, there's been, a, I went to a few concerts this month and. I wanted so desperately to either buy beer or food or both at these shows, and I just could not do it. And the, amazing, you know, I was with friends, and they're like, "Oh, I'll buy it for you." I was like, "Nah, that's too not, yeah, you know. yeah, not in the spirit of things." I understand. That's right. that. You know what? You took it to uh, a puritanical level there. I'd have to say because if one of my friends offered to buy me a beer, which happens now, even now, you mm-hmm. know, when I'm spending money, I would 100% take that beer. And enjoy every delicious bit of it. Yeah, I've been trading stuff with them for beer, alcohol, and whatnot. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, and yeah. Okay, great. So, okay, so Koji, would you say would you recommend the month bun, the month long buns challenge to other people? Yes, I, I I would because of all the fantastic people that I met doing it, and yes. I think that like if you're the type of person who is open to meeting new people. And, you know, likes having some new friends, then it's definitely the challenge for you because you, you never know who's going to pop up. There's There was a bun who invited me into his home for a cup of coffee because I was desperate for coffee. And uh, we sat down, got to talking. Turns out he's a music producer, played me a bunch of music, and I was blown away. Cool. So the connect. So again, this is something that we all know here at the office, but and many, 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 many people know in the communities. Many of you are dating each other through the community. Many of you are working together. Many of you are friends. Many of you continue to trade. Many of you are engaging in interests together. So the community is, is is what you're saying is the number one pull in there. So you got to meet people who are like-minded. I know you're a sound audio music guy. You've played in bands, et cetera. So it's the community aspect that would keep you, that would make you suggest this. Yeah, I think... The way I look at the whole trade, I think that it's a facilitator for the community as opposed to the the sole purpose. I think that when people trade with one another and you get something you want and I get something I want, we're both thankful for one another yeah. and it's a lot easier to just be friends. Yes, exactly. So yeah, I mean this is something that I've, you know, I've got I've got three legitimate like good friends that I call and hang out with. Um and I understand fully. So that is the reason. So there you have it, friends. This might be uh, this might be something that's perfect for somebody who's new to the city or uh, is moving to another city. And so, you know, great yeah. way to connect. And you don't have to be as draconian as I was. I mean, you could just use it to supplement and still have fun with it. Absolutely. So now that you've gone from spending absolutely no money on buns, yeah. sorry, in life from buns, are you going to continue some of these practices? Are you going to keep going? Don't just say yes. Like, are you? Is this something you're going to try and supplement your out your 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 expenditure with? Uh, yes, I definitely will continue to trade uh, things on buns for necessities. I obviously won't take advantage of people. Not that I was taking advantage of them before, but I won't take advantage of the offers that people give me for lunches or mm. to to deliver me things because I think that. You know they were trying to support me on my quest. Yeah. But going forward, I would I, I would gladly trade with anyone for stuff that I've got for things like, uh, you know, non-perishable food, toilet mm. paper. Uh, toilet paper was a big one too, by yeah, the way. I bet. 
I got a good trade for that, and then I just held on to those just squares for dear just life. rationing the hell out of it, eh? Yeah. yeah. Um, no blowing your nose on the toilet paper. Um, yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I personally probably, you know, supplement about $100 a month personally, and I'm like, a, I'm, I'm not an avid, avid, avid daily trader, probably a couple of times a week, but amazing. So this, so ultimately there you have it. Uh, living on buns, incredibly easy says Koji Nagata, uh, remarkably easy, and he would uh, do it uh, do it again. So um, now, Koji, you know that uh, Serena and Emily uh, are down in New York City. Now, do you have any prognosis about what you think, uh, how long you think it's going to take for, for N- New York City to to get on buns the way Toronto has? Because, you know, you've, we've had incredible growth here now, you know, and you know this is my job. So I yeah. mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to get a, a picture of what you think. Honestly, I think that, it, it all depends on if we can reach the, the right people because the one thing that binds buns together in Toronto is that majority of the users have the same sort of mindset, not necessarily the same interests, mm. but we're, we're, there's a similarity there. And it's hard to uh, articulate, but there's definitely a similarity between all buns. And that's why they almost feel like acquaintances, you know, friends of friends. Yeah. So as long as you can hit that sort of community that, that, is longing for that sort of connection, the artistic, sort of creative, interesting, young adult bun mm. in in um, New York. I can't imagine it will take that long. There's a lot of those types of people in the city. I think they can get what we're doing pretty quickly. And I kind of hope they do because I would love to continue this challenge there. That was the next question. Now, our, if we get, if we get uh, you know, Ten or twenty thousand people on the platform. There, are you down to go and spend a week, a month in 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 New York, or a week or a month in New York, and uh, yeah, without question, do the do the life for multiple reasons. I mean, I'd love to sit down with some people there and interview them for the show as well to get a, a perspective of what Buns is like in a city that's not Toronto. Because ultimately, I think it's going to morph and change based on. The architecture of that city. I don't just mean physical architecture. I just mean like the makeup of the people in the city, the mindsets. Mm. And I'd be very curious to see how Buns operates in New York versus Toronto, or in you know Chicago versus Toronto, or something like that, or London even. You know. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, there's no doubt that each community is going to be different. We've even seen it uh, in our Montreal and uh, Hamilton communities. I was in Montreal last week for Pop. Uh, for Pop Montreal, uh, shout out to Evan Dubinsky for uh, helping what us up, out Evan? there. What's up, Evan? We had a great showcase on Saturday night, uh, Friday night rather, and uh, four bands, uh, including Sweat and the Painters, came out and absolutely uh, just wowed us. And the place was cr- the place was crammed. It was cranked the whole time. So that's amazing. It, it's great to see the differences between the communities, and uh, I can't wait to see what happens in New York and Chicago and, and Montreal and Hamilton. Let me just put this out there: mm. if Buns Hawaii ever comes <sighs> online, I will bite the bullet, <laughs> take one for the team, and live there. <laughs> For a month or so. You know what? I think I'm going to have to say that I will join you. Uh, we'll <laughs> definitely, I mean, it'll be a sacrifice for uh, a sacrifice for the cause, but I think we can, we can do it. Same with, uh, you know, Buns LA. Uh, yeah. I would definitely work very hard to get that to happen. 
Callie, I hope you're listening because uh, we're going to need your help with that one. Absolutely. Um, okay, so is there anything else you want to add here? This has been uh, enlightening. I completely, I'm not, a, I wasn't a naysayer, but I thought that you would be literally a bag of bones by this point. <laughs> well, I will say that it, it's difficult to get the food you want, yes. but it's easy to get something to survive on. So depending on what your needs are, you can definitely do it. And if any of you want to take up the week-long buns challenge, I don't even know what to call it, but uh, let me know. I'm At the end of this month, I'm going to survey the office and just pick somebody out mm. random and be like, your You're turn. Anyway. Uh, the rolling buns challenge. Yeah. Nothing nothing else for me, but uh, if you guys know anyone in any, any, any other city, not even the ones that we mentioned, but any other cities, just... You know, let them know about buns, tell them what it is, show them the value in it, and let's get some other cities online because I, you know, I would, my, my dream is to just hop from city to city and meet buns in, in all of them. You know? Amazing. Amazing. Uh, that would be amazing. And if we do, uh, if that does happen one day, my friend, we will just crank our stuff into an old VW van and go from city to city uh, bartering for gas and uh, food oh, wow. and places to stay. Wouldn't that be amazing? That sounds like the best thing. The Buns Ooh, Road Trip, man. Buns Road Trip. Um, buns Across America or something like that. Well, there you hear it, folks. Koji Nagata found it incredibly easy to live off buns for a <laughs> month. Uh, in fact, he enjoyed every bit of it and ate perfectly well. Um, so if you're listening to this in another city, open up your app right now and move through to the settings section and invite your friends. Let's get this online. And if you have any inquiries or if you have some amazing music from your band or any questions, or you want to live on buns for a month or a week or know somebody who should reach out to us at podcast at buns.com. Uh, thanks Koji for, uh, letting me be you for a day. Yeah, thanks for thanks for ch- for chatting with me. It's kind of weird to be on this side of things. Yeah, how'd I do? You did great. Great. I just, I'm trying to really get my radio voice turned yeah. right in. You know, could you EQ that and really just get a like fat voice? <laughs> Pretty soon we're gonna we're gonna start the Uncle Mort's Uncle Mort's corner or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me screaming into the mic about conspiracy theories for 45 minutes. Oh, perfect. Oh man, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? For sure. All right. Amazing. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. I'll show you Music this week comes from me by way of J.M. Ladd. His name on SoundCloud. His name on SoundCloud is Amsas, A-M-B-S-A-C-E. I'll put a link in the show notes. This song is called The Dance.